I believe in life, everything has a pecking order, and relationships are no different. Most, if not all, relationships start with dating and evolve into getting engaged and then married. At each level, there's work to do to maintain a happy and healthy relationship. Most of the time, that work involves a change in your thought process. If your overall goal is to be married, you have to put in the work to build a stable foundation and maintain balance for your relationship to be happy and healthy. In anticipation of getting to the altar, sometimes women can rush the process and not go through the steps that they need to go through in their relationships for it to develop into a solid partnership. I understand this all too well because I fell into the same societal expectations in my last marriage and I settled for a relationship that wasn't best for me, but had I given it more time to develop, I probably would have made a different decision. Society likes to tell women that we should be married by a certain age or we're an old maid or that we have to have children or something is wrong with us if we can't have them or don't want to have them. We may be living in the 21st century, but society still has a lot of double standards for women that belong in the early 19th century, along with the law that allowed a man to own his wife like property. These double standards are still in play when it comes to women dating and getting married. But it's time for women to start creating their own rules for their love life. And I'm dedicating this episode to your emancipation. Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work, even if that relationship is with yourself. There's work required to attain and maintain a meaningful life. Anything worth having is worth fighting for, and our relationships are certainly worth the fight. I use my personal struggles to help inspire my coaching and mentoring practice because I know what it feels like to be unhappy with yourself and in your relationship. I mentor singles on how to attract and find love, and I mentor married women who are struggling to rekindle the passion and romance in their relationship by offering support and tools to transform their love story. When unhappiness has overwhelmed you, how do you transform your mindset? When a disagreement in your relationship gets you off balance, how do you get back on track? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Your Day and Beyond podcast, episode 11. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shawnette Ahiabi. the altar may be your goal for dating, but I caution you to trust the process and not rush things. Marriage is serious business and it's worth taking your time to discover and learn. When you're in the dating world, cast a wide net and expand your horizons. When you get engaged, 
Take the time to plan your marriage instead of rushing to plan a beautiful wedding. And when you do get married, allow yourself to be vulnerable with your partner without losing your identity in the process. Sometimes you can miss important information and lessons by rushing the process. Dating can be a daunting task, but it can also be adventurous fun if you don't take it so seriously. When I officially separated from my ex-husband, I was excited about dating again because I had been out of the game for over 15 years. There were some humorous moments for sure. My preference was online dating because it allowed me the opportunity to quickly screen out the men that I wasn't compatible with. I approached it with a lighthearted and fun spirit. I met quite a few interesting men online. I remember this one guy in particular who I had a good vibe with. On the surface, he met the majority of the requirements on my checklist. So after talking on the phone and video chatting for several weeks, he asked me on a date and I accepted. On the day of our date, I was a little busy, so I didn't think anything of the fact that we planned to meet in a particular location, but we never confirmed a specific location. I got all dolled up for the date and about two hours before, I called to confirm our location. He didn't answer, but he texted that we were still on for the time we agreed upon. Nothing strange about that, right? Well, about 30 minutes before our date, I reached out again by text to get a specific location. I was on the phone with a friend chatting when I texted him, so time slipped away from me, and it wasn't until 30 minutes after the time we were scheduled to meet that I realized he never responded back to my text. Still on the phone with my friend, I burst into laughter, and when my friend asked what I was laughing, about, I told her, I think I've been stood up. She and I laughed for a while about it because I really put in an effort to look pretty and I'd never been stood up before. She teased me about it and we had a good laugh. A couple of days later, I finally heard from the guy. He gave me some lame story that I could tell was a lie. I politely told him I didn't think we were a good fit and moved on to the next prospects because I had several. Another guy I met online around the same time was totally different. He was very clingy and wanted a relationship with me after a few phone calls and video chats. I let him down gently by letting him know that I wasn't interested in jumping into a relationship so soon after my separation and I slowly cut off communication with him. Now, I could have let those experiences deter me from dating, but I didn't. I looked at it as part of the process. Thank goodness I didn't give up because I actually met my wonderful husband online and the chemistry and connection between us was out of this world. The point is that I didn't limit myself to one type of guy, nor did I limit myself to dating just in my country. I trusted the process and had fun while exploring the dating world in a whole new way. 
way. And by trusting the process, I met the most wonderful man. And eventually our relationship moved to the level of engagement and then marriage. Although it felt like a fairy tale, it wasn't. We both put in a lot of work to make our relationship successful because my husband lived in another country. For each level of your relationship, there is work to do, lessons to learn, and planning required. Let's begin with a prayer and then we'll jump right into today's topic. There are levels to this. Heavenly Father, we come to you today giving you all the glory and honor that you are due. We thank you for being ever present in our lives. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I pray today for those women who are single and seeking and desiring marriage. I ask that you unfold whatever it is that is blocking them from finding and keeping love. Lord, I ask that you open their eyes of understanding when they meet someone. Give them wisdom to know whether or not that person is compatible with them and the one that you have for them. God, guide them in every decision that they make so that they don't leave a relationship brokenhearted, but they develop a friendship that turns into a relationship that eventually turns into marriage. It's in your mighty name that I ask these things for my sisters, and I thank you, and I give you all glory and honor. Amen, amen, amen. Whether you call your support system your community, family, friends, or tribe. It still all boils down to the same thing. A group of people who not only help you through life challenges, but they also celebrate with you for some of your most significant life moments. I'd like to be part of your support system. Let me support you in having a happy and meaningful life. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the Charm Life newsletter. Subscribe today and get the support you need. You'll get exclusive Charmed Life resources and tools to support a happy and meaningful lifestyle. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and subscribe to the Charmed Life newsletter and get practical and easy to implement tips to help you achieve your life goals, self-care resources, simple and adaptable healthy recipes, and so much more. Subscribe by going to yourdayandbeyond.com. When dating, you have to cast your net wide. Dating in the 21st century is so awesome because you can cast a very wide net. You're not just limited to meeting the right person in your social circle. You have the opportunity to meet that someone special anywhere in the world. Sometimes women limit themselves when it comes to dating and then get frustrated when the process doesn't turn out right or they keep meeting the wrong guy. There are eligible men all over the world who are also looking for their soulmate. 
So don't allow yourself to get frustrated. Instead, keep an open and optimistic mind because he's out there. There are so many ways to meet that special guy. You don't have to limit yourself to a 25 or 50 mile radius from your home. I'm a firm believer in the word of God that says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. So you have to put yourself out there to be found. Remember, it's all about the chase. If he can't find you, how is he going to pursue you? If you're always at home or always frequenting the same places all the time, you're limiting your chances of meeting your soulmate. Get on some reputable online dating sites. Travel to another country. Try a new adventure that puts you in the right place to meet the right man. In order for your guy to find you, he has to know that you exist. Remember, you can catch more fish with a wider net. Before I continue, I'd like to clarify what I mean when I talk about dating. When I talk about dating, I'm talking about meeting someone you find interesting and exploring the possibilities of developing a relationship absent of sex. I'll go into more detail in a second, but I thought I should put that out there now. To catch more fish, you don't necessarily need to have the right bait as much as you need to be in the right location. The bait is you. Be attractive, but not distractive. In other words, don't overdo it. Allow your beauty and personality to come through naturally by being your authentic self. Dating is not about seeking validation. It's about being confident in who you are and attracting the right guy who appreciates you just as you are. Prepare yourself for dating by creating a checklist of moral qualities and values you would want in a best friend. Try to steer clear of making a list of physical attributes and financial assets until you have a good list of qualities. Think of it this way. When you want to genuinely like the person you spend the majority of your time with or possibly the rest of your life. So your checklist should be reflective of the qualities you value in a good friend. Discovery without judgment. Now that you have your checklist, you can begin the interview or selection process discreetly. Your potential date doesn't have to know about your checklist. In fact, I advise against you sharing this information with him. Dating is your opportunity to find out if you're compatible with the person you're interested in. And your checklist will help you quickly identify if you're compatible and keep you focused on the task at hand. Don't take yourself so seriously and forget to have fun in the process. At this level, you should be having a great time getting to know someone new. So don't put so much pressure on yourself by rushing the process and jumping 10 steps ahead and turning the dating process into a full-blown relationship before it's time. That's why I mentioned earlier that dating is about exploring the possibilities 
of having a relationship without sex. When you move too fast during this stage and circumvent the natural process of getting to know someone before you start having sex with them, you're inviting confusion into the process. Sex can wait if you're serious about getting to the next two levels. Take your time to learn his personality and whether or not he's the right guy for you. By now, I'm sure I've probably struck a nerve, but I'm not advising you to do something that I didn't do myself. I practiced abstinence when I was dating because I needed my head to be clear and I didn't want to be led by my emotions and make a wrong decision. Stay focused and remember confidence is key when you're dating. If you have a low self-esteem, it's going to come through in your conversation and personality. If you're desperate to get married, you will come across that way in every encounter you have with a potential date. No one wants damaged goods. Dating with confidence is a huge attraction magnet and opens up so many opportunities for you to date often, have fun, and attract your soulmate. If you're dealing with low self-esteem issues, past hurts, or you're desperate to get married, then I suggest you hold off from dating until you can work on yourself. If this is an area that you're struggling with, I'm here to support you through that if you're ready to do the work. You can contact me at yourdayandbeyond.com and schedule a quick chat with me. Let's chat and find out what's blocking you from finding and attracting love. When dating, you should listen to learn. During the dating process, you should be listening 80% of the time and talking 20% of the time. If you're doing all the talking, how do you know if the two of you are compatible? This is not time to seek validation by talking about all of your accomplishments, nor is it the time to talk about how much you hate your ex and how bad the relationship was with him. The conversation you have should be more focused on you actually getting to know your date. Allow him to talk about himself freely without being interrogated. Remember, you're discreetly interviewing him, which means that you should make him feel comfortable enough with you to openly discuss who he is and who he aspires to be. This is not the time for you to be trying to make him fit into your idea of the perfect man. No, ma'am. During your conversations, you should be paying attention to verbal and nonverbal clues about him to find out if you're compatible and if there's genuine chemistry between the two of you. Get to know him and determine if you actually like him. Trust me, things will move forward naturally if he's the right guy for you without any manufactured interference. Just trust the process. Have fun exploring and getting to know him and let things happen naturally and organically. Dating can be viewed as exhausting or adventurous. Your perspective can make the difference in your experience. 
I know so many women who've given up on dating because they say it's too emotionally draining. It doesn't have to be an exhaustive process if you approach it from a lighthearted perspective and allow yourself to enjoy getting to know who you're dating without all the pressure of trying to rush to the altar. The work required when dating is all about compatibility. Knowing who you are and what you want is the first step to discovering who you're compatible with. Once you can clearly identify that person and are certain that the feelings are mutual, then you can begin working on building a relationship. I'm here to support you through the process and I'd love to hear your feedback so that I can give you the exact support you need to attract the right man for you. Pop on over to my website at Your Day and Beyond and schedule a chat with me so that we can examine what is blocking you from finding the love you desire. I want to hear from you. So please share any feedback you have about today's episode by leaving a comment or follow me at Your Day and Beyond on Instagram and DM me. Getting engaged. At every stage of our lives and relationship, there's change. When you go from being a girlfriend to a fiance, your perspective should shift and your thought process should match. The perspective about being a single woman shifts from being a married woman. But sadly, for a lot of engaged men and women, their thought process doesn't match that perspective. During the time when couples should be focusing on preparing for married life, most of them have been manipulated to think that their focus should be on planning their wedding. Many engaged couples miss the mark by focusing their efforts and energy on the wedding when they should be focused on planning a lasting partnership. When you get engaged, it's not just about planning your wedding. Too many women are prefixed on planning their wedding when they get engaged because of the social conditioning the wedding industry has manipulated them into believing. The billion dollar wedding industry sells the wedding as the highest priority when you get engaged. When in fact, it's your marriage that should be your highest priority. That's another reason why I became a dating and relationship coach. I have a very successful wedding design and planning business that allows me to have a front row seat into the lives of couples who are newly engaged. And in the 17 years I've been planning weddings, I've never heard a couple talk about their plans for their marriage. You may be thinking that they don't talk about it with me because it's personal. But you wouldn't believe the personal details about their relationship that couples share with me during the planning process. A wedding lasts one day, but your marriage should last a lifetime. As much time as you put into planning your wedding, you need to put in twice as much time planning your marriage. How much time have you put into building your relationship on a solid foundation? Did you have a discussion about 
what you wanted your life to look like as a married couple? Unfortunately, many couples don't have this discussion before they walk down the aisle and end up having a lot of challenges in their marriage that could have been prevented. Creating a plan for the most important aspects of your marriage gives you a roadmap that will help guide your relationship and it ensures that you and your partner are on the same page. Marriage is an intricate dance that requires a committed effort from both partners to make it work. When you get married, you're literally entering into an agreement, an agreement that should have clear expectations from both of you. Ideally, you want to negotiate those expectations prior to making the commitment. Couples who take the time to discuss and create a marriage plan have a greater chance of having a successful marriage. When a couple knows how they will operate within their marriage, what they can expect from each other, and how they will manage disagreements, it increases their confidence in their marriage. Of course, you can't plan for every single situation, but you can plan for the most common or significant things that you will encounter in your marriage. If you have a disagreement, what methods of resolution will you have? How will money be managed in your marriage? Will you have children? If so, how will you raise your children? How will chores and housework be managed? What expectations will you have for maintaining intimacy and quality time together? What if one of you can't work or loses employment? How will you manage your household expenses? How will you support each other emotionally? Are you going to buy property? If so, what is your plan to acquire a home? What about your career? Are you planning to climb the career ladder? Will that climb require you to spend a lot of time away from your spouse? These are just a few things that should be discussed and agreed upon prior to you getting married. No two marriages are alike and you're going to have to determine what's important for you and your partner. Once you come to an agreement on what's important to the two of you, you can use that information to create your marriage plan. During the engagement period, your focus should be on planning your marriage and developing a strong foundation. Creating a marriage plan may sound like an unnecessary or weird thing to do, but it's not. It's actually the smartest thing you can do to help your marriage be successful. Again, every marriage is different, so your marriage plan will not look like the next couple's plan. I work with couples to help them customize their evolving marriage plan. A marriage plan is not finite. It's a plan that should be reviewed and revised as your lives and marriage evolves. Ideally, a review of the marriage plan should be done each year. I actually recommend that couples incorporate this review into their new year routine or as part of their anniversary celebration and revise it to fit any lifestyle changes. One of the best 
things you can do for your marriage is to create a plan together before you get married. Having a roadmap for your lives together will help you navigate some of the things that challenge marriages the most. Although having a marriage plan does not prevent these challenges, it will help guide you through the challenges on a united front. Being married does require work, but when you do that work together as partners, it reinforces your commitment to your marriage and to each other. In life, there are no guarantees. All we can do is do our best and believe that the best will come back to us. Going into marriage informed and prepared is one of the best things you can do for your relationship. Having a healthy and happy marriage is not something that just happens for couples. It requires work from both partners. If you're currently engaged, I'd love to connect with you and support you in creating a plan for your marriage that is customized to your relationship needs. Let's talk about it. You can DM me on Instagram at Your Day and Beyond or contact me at yourdayandbeyond.com. I know what it feels like to be in an unhappy and unhealthy marriage. I suffered 10 years in an unhappy marriage, which is why I don't want you or any other woman to endure the heartache that nearly destroyed me. I'm committed to openly sharing my experiences and life lessons to help you change the dynamics of your relationship, and I'm here to fully support you with resources and tools you need to have a beautiful life and happy marriage. Sign up on the waitlist now to be one of the first to receive notification when the Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle rolls out in March. You can sign up on the waitlist at yourdayandbeyond.com. The Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle is not just another e-course that will take you hours to complete before you gain the relief you desire in your marriage. This digital resource bundle will help you quickly identify why you're fighting and what triggers your fighting. You will learn the communication strategies that work best for your marriage so that you can stop fighting once and for all. You'll learn how to disempower those triggers that are hijacking your emotions and keep you in a vicious cycle of fighting. You'll learn easy to apply techniques that will help you create a more loving and supportive environment in your marriage. The Fight Less Screw More digital bundle is full of practical exercises that will transform your love story immediately so that you come out on the other side more in love, more passionate, and happier in your marriage. When you commit to doing the work, you will transform your relationship into a healthier and happier marriage quickly. When you register on the wait list, you'll get my free marriage boosters guide that will help you light a fire that will ignite more intimacy and passion in your marriage. Go to Your Day and Beyond today and sign up on the wait list now because you can't afford to keep having the same argument in your marriage with the no resolution in sight. Great marriages are built and planned.
You know how there's an app for almost anything under the sun or a YouTube video on how to? Well, for fun and out of curiosity, I googled how to be married and two books came up with that title. But the search yielded everything from how to be happy in your marriage to how to stay married. What this tells me is that there are very little resources that can teach you how to be married. It's almost like most resources that are out there are all about saving your marriage. Why do you think that is? Why do you think there are tons of resources available on how to save your marriage and not enough on how to be married? It's because every marriage is different. But does every couple experience common challenges in their marriage? Yes, most married couples encounter some of the same challenges in their marriage. What do you need? There are some basic needs that we have as individuals. Remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, a motivational theory? The general consensus is that all humans have basic needs, psychological needs, and self-fulfillment needs. And we operate from this premise. If the basic needs of having food, water, shelter, and safety aren't met, it's difficult to attend to higher level psychological and self-fulfillment needs. I think we can all safely agree that if we don't have those basic needs, we're not concerned about intimacy and feeling accomplished, which fall under the next level of psychological needs. I'm not saying that the need is not there. What I'm saying is that it's hard to focus on those needs when we're hungry or scared. In marriage, there are 10 basic needs that married couples must meet to have a strong union. Those needs are trust, honesty, emotional connection, empathy, physical affection, communication, quality time, shared goals, confidence, and commitment. The challenge that I find most couples have with this is that they either don't know what their needs are or they don't know how to communicate those needs. This is what primarily causes couples to fight. It's all just a big misunderstanding of needs, a fresh perspective. Many women have a perspective about marriage that once they're married, they're going to live happily ever after. Happily ever after is possible, but there's work required to maintain happiness within yourself first and then within your marriage. Unfortunately, a lot of women lose their identity at this stage because they assume that being a married woman means that they have to take on this certain role that society dictated to us. I remember doing this at the beginning of my last marriage. I thought the role of being a wife meant that I had to follow the expectations of society, which by the way, are more gender-based roles than they are anything else. This whole expectation of a woman being a wife, being the primary caretaker of the husband and children, doing most of the housework, sacrificing and giving up her dream for her family, and all that other crap is a setup for failure for women who want a different story for themselves 
within their marriage. On the other hand, there are women out there who gladly accept these societal expectations and they love it. They love being a caretaker. They love doing most of the housework. They love sacrificing for their family. Marriage is different for every couple and what works in one person's marriage may or may not work in the next person's marriage. It's important for women to know who they are, what they need in their marriage, and what they want for their life before they get married. Once they know this, they can focus on attracting someone they're compatible with. Compatibility is everything in a relationship. If you're compatible, you'll have common goals and interests to build on and grow as your marriage evolves. Are you in alignment? As you go from dating to being married, there are thoughts that must match the perspective at each level. Being in a relationship brings about change. What causes internal and external conflict for most couples is that they have a perspective about being married, but they haven't worked on aligning their thought process with that perspective. To change the behavior, you have to change the thought process. For instance, a woman who's been single most of her adult life, living on her own, has a mindset that focuses on only her needs and wants, which she should. But once she marries, in order for her marriage to be successful, she has to consider the needs and wants of her husband when she makes decisions. Going from living an individual lifestyle to living a married lifestyle takes some mental adjusting that many couples don't take the time to invest in doing because most people believe it's instinctual. It's easy to understand why couples have this thought process, especially when falling in love was instinctual for them. Falling in love is not hard, but maintaining love is challenging when your way of thinking is totally opposite of the thought processes required to be in a loving partnership. It's not impossible to turn things around. It just takes consistency. Are you fighting more and screwing less in your marriage? Do you know why you keep fighting and having the same argument? I'm putting the finishing touches on the Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle, and it's something I'm super proud of. The Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle will help you quickly identify why you're fighting and what triggers your fights. You will learn how to communicate on a more practical level without all the emotion, which will help you create a more loving and supportive environment in your marriage. You don't have to continue suffering in your marriage, not knowing from one day to the next if you're going to stay or leave. I know how you feel and I remember all too well not being able to eat or sleep or think most days because my marriage was in trouble. This doesn't have to be your story. Let me support you through transforming your marriage story. Sign up on the wait list now to be one of the first to receive notification when the Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle rolls out in March. You can sign up on the wait list at yourdayandbeyond.com. If you're ready to get to the other side where you have a happier and healthier 
healthier marriage with more passion and love, I'm ready to support you. Sign up on the wait list today and be prepared for a powerful shift in your thought process that will transform your marriage in a dynamic way. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com and sign up on the wait list today. Stay tuned in to the podcast by turning on your notification settings so you don't miss the new episodes. Join me here on Wednesdays for some impactful and thought-provoking insight on topics about dating and relationships and everything in between. Hit the subscribe button now so you won't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. There are levels to this. At the dating stage, the engagement stage, and marriage stage, change is required for your relationship to be successful. Most of the time, that work involves changing your thought process. If your overall goal is to be married, you have to put in the work to build a stable foundation and maintain balance for your relationship to be happy and healthy. Society tells women that we should be married by a certain age or we're an old maid, or that we should want to have children, or something is wrong with us if we can't have them or don't want them. Getting to the altar may be your goal for dating, but I caution you to trust the process and not rush things. Marriage is serious business, and it's worth you taking your time to discover, learn, and plan. Sometimes you can miss important information and lessons by rushing the process. Dating in the 21st century is so awesome because you can cast a very wide net. You're not just limited to meeting the right person in your social circle. You have the opportunity to meet that someone special anywhere in the world. Dating is your opportunity to find out if you're compatible with the person you're interested in. At every stage of our lives and relationships, there's change. When you go from being a girlfriend to a fiance, your perspective should shift and your thoughts should match. During the time when couples should be focusing on preparing for married life, most of them have been manipulated to think that their focus should be on planning their wedding. My Google search on how to be married yielded everything from how to be happy in your marriage to how to stay married. What this tells me is that there are very little resources that can teach you how to be married. In marriage, couples have 10 basic needs that must be met in order for them to have a strong union. Those needs are trust, honesty, emotional connection, empathy, physical affection, communication, quality time, shared goals, confidence, and commitment. Being in a relationship does bring about change. What causes internal and external conflict for most couples is they have a perspective about being married, but they haven't worked on aligning their thoughts and behavior with that perspective. Falling in love is not hard, but maintaining love is challenging when your way of thinking is totally opposite of the thought process required to be in a loving partnership. It's not impossible to turn things around. It just takes 
consistency. Don't forget to sign up on the waitlist now to be one of the first to receive notification when the Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle rolls out in March. You can sign up on the waitlist at yourdayandbeyond.com. The Fight Less, Screw More digital resource bundle is not just another e-course that will take you hours to complete before you gain the relief you desire in your marriage. This digital resource bundle will help you quickly identify why you're fighting and what triggers your fighting. You will learn the communication strategies that work best for your marriage so that you can stop fighting once and for all. You'll learn how to disempower those triggers that are hijacking your emotions and keep you in a vicious cycle of fighting. You'll learn easy to apply mindset shifts that will help you create a more loving and supportive environment in your marriage. When you register on the wait list, you'll get my free marriage boosters guide that will light a fire that will ignite more intimacy and passion in your marriage. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and sign up on the wait list now because you can't afford to keep having the same argument in your marriage with no resolution in sight. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today and I encourage you to share this episode with your family and friends. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So go to yourdayandbeyond.com or yourdayandbeyond on Instagram and let's talk about it. <laughs>